warning, uh, we will be talking about drug use today. Um, so we're going to be talking about marijuana, um, side effects, um, its legalization. Uh, so if you have littles and you're kind of like, I don't know if I really want them to hear this topic, then uh, this is might be your time to turn it off today. Um, yeah, so welcome to Part of the Noise podcast. I'm Scotty Hughes. Yeah, today's uh, episode, the opening music there, that was um, a little bit of a uh, throwback to some Cypress Hill. Um, which was actually one of the first uh, first cassette tapes I think I've ever bought. So yeah, back when I was buying music, when I started, uh, cassette tapes were what you bought. Um, I did buy the edited version because I wanted to play it in the car with my Opa. <laughs> and, uh, my Opa. I have to just, what was... What was going through his head? I don't know. I, my, part of me was thinking, okay, maybe he doesn't quite understand uh, hip-hop or the rap music. Like, he just can't understand the words because of the way, the sound. And, and, and so maybe he has no clue as to what was going on. The reality is he probably had a real clue. And he was like, oh, no, my grandchildren are smoking weed um but in in 93 yeah that was about my eighth grade year yep that's when it all started for me um yeah so for those of you who don't know uh i used to smoke weed and uh this is back kind of i'd say before Definitely before I became a Christian, I kind of uh, stopped when I became a Christian and when I was 18, you know, senior in high school. Uh, so I have experience with smoking weed. So um, when, when, when we get into all this uh, stuff with um, legalizing it and medical use, and I have a little bit of experience. So this isn't coming from a, a nowhere, know-how so, um, the other part of this conversation too is I want to come at this from a Christian perspective. Should a Christian smoke weed? Um, is it a sin for a Christian to smoke weed? So, caveat if you're not a Christian and you're listening to this, um, know that this conversation might not necessarily be for you, and this is not a casting judgment, or um, you're more than welcome to continue listening on um, to see what I have to say. But just know that I'm coming more at it from a Christian perspective. You know, um, it's kind of like, you know, I I wouldn't tell a non-Christian, hey, you shouldn't be sleeping with your girlfriend. Um, A Christian, I would. Uh, if you say you're a Christian and uh, you believe in God and you believe in his word, um, God's word says that you should be married. So part of the controversy about um, smoking weed is the Bible is not super clear on it. And so because the Bible is not super clear on it, you... Um, 
you do have people now that are kind of like, oh, uh, maybe it's not a sin, or I'm not sure if it's a sin. So before um, recently here in here in America, marijuana was illegal. Uh, you could go to jail for it. Um, if you were caught with it, um, it was frowned upon. Um, but uh, now it has begun to become legalized for medical use. And um, medical use in a lot of states. And recently in a few different states, uh, Colorado, Washington, and now California, uh, I think there's a couple other states in there, it rec recreationally, it is now legal. So the question where people, you know, could easily just say, it's a, you know, it's illegal. As a Christian, you need to abide by the laws of the land, and you shouldn't do it. And it was kind of an open-shut case. It was kind of like a, a good out to be like, yeah, <laughs> it was, it's illegal, so you shouldn't do it. But now that it's legal, the question is, is weed just like smoking, or is weed just like drinking a beer? Um, is it just like drinking alcohol? Um, so those are kind of some of the things that we're going to dive into here. So kind of just a little bit of background once again on my history with marijuana. Uh, so eighth grade, um, pretty much kind of around that time was when my friends started getting into it. And uh, I kind of was, I was not the person that was necessarily easily swayed, but my brother and he also hang around with my friends. And all of a sudden, my brother is, yeah, let's light it up, dude. Come on. And and it put me in a weird situation where I could see that um, my brother was a lot more influenced by my friends than I was. And I knew that if I kind of ducked out and said, I don't want to do it, uh, that my brother, like I said, my friends had more influence over my brother than I did. And so my brother wouldn't have been like, um, oh yeah, Scott, you're right. You know, we shouldn't do this. He would have been like, all right, peace out. <laughs> They're my friends now. <laughs> um, and this is kind of just some of the stuff that's going through my head. And so I, I made the, I decided, well, I didn't want my friends to think my younger brother was more cooler than me. So we partake of the devil's lettuce, as they call it. <laughs> the, 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 the plant with many names, I should say. Um, and that kind of began the, um, you know, that summer, I think, before ninth grade is kind of what, what started, you know, us smoking weed. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an everyday thing, but it was a, a weekly thing for sure. 
and I can and and say with a hundred percent certainty that it was not for medical reasons that I was smoking marijuana. <laughs> it was to get high, and so when the whole idea of medical marijuana came out, um, and this is long after I had stopped smoking weed, I kind of laughed to myself. I'm like, really? you it's for medical reasons um and i was very skeptical um just having experienced weed knowing what it feels like knowing what it does i'm like this can't have any um health benefits now in my research and and having talked to some people like okay i'm like okay i can see uh, medicinal benefits in some areas, um, you know, people with cancer, um, people um, with, you know, different, uh, you know, having seizures or epilepsy, that kind of thing. Um, it can help there um, is what I've heard. Now, do I know that 100% for sure? No, I don't. I, you, know, you just have to look at the research for yourself. But the the thing is, um, I, when it first started getting le- medical marijuana first started getting legal, legalized, and I'm here in San Diego, and I, there was a I think it's called the San Diego Reader. It's kind of like um the free local the um, kind of like newspaper that you usually find like bands, you know, concerts and you know events around town, and literally these magazines began to just become lined with like wall-to-wall medical marijuana dispensaries because what was once illegal was now legal and so you have every drug dealer and (laughs) wannabe drug dealer coming out of the woodwork um passionate about it and excited and and you know so they would getting their marijuana license i guess to distribute and and, and, you know, some of the things would be like, do you have depression? Do you have anxiety? Do you have nightmares? Do you have all these things that I, I laugh to myself? I'm like, every single one of these is non, non-quantifiable. Non-quanti- you can't measure it and know that somebody's experienced these things. I, you know, so um, you just, yes, I have anxiety, and they're going to be like, well, here's a prescription. <laughs> you get a prescription. You get a prescription. And it's not like a normal prescription where, um, you know, you have to go to CVS and, and and they only give you a certain amount and the prescription ends after a certain amount and you have to go see the doctor. Uh, you know, usually I think it's uh, it's a year long if I'm not mistaken, a year-long prescription. And it's really, you can buy as much weed as you can afford um, and do with it as much as you want. Uh, And so from that side of it, I'm kind of like, "Mm, okay, wait a second. Is this, how medical is this? (laughs) Because that doesn't sound very medical. That sounds just like a free-for-all, a... This just sounds like a mask for I want to smoke weed. And um, the other thing, let me clarify too, is that I'm not against uh, CBD. 
Um, CBD is the non-psychoactive ingredient in marijuana that actually does have medicinal benefits. What I what I want to address today is more of the THC aspect, the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, and whether it has a place in a Christian's life. Um, so, uh, from that, you know, that Cypress Hill album uh, that I was playing for you earlier, there's a song on that album, and, and uh, the song is, I think, it's just an interlude track, and it's called Legalize It. And at the end of the track, there's this preacher, and he's quoting Genesis 1.12, I think it is. And he says, I've given you every seed-bearing plant and herb to use, 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 use. And um, I kind of chuckle at that now because I'm like, well, he's given us everything to use, not misuse. And see, that's kind of part of the the difference of what happens with with these with drugs like cocaine and heroin and morphine and and uh, these things can actually be prescribed and they can be given to you in a hospital and to numb your pain for severe whatever you're facing what happens is when you take it out of context and you begin to misuse those drugs um, and you're no longer taking it just for medicinal purposes, you're taking it to get high. And, and that's the same thing with marijuana. And what I talked about is like, okay, I, I, you can maybe sell me on the people that actually, you know, cancer patients going through chemotherapy that have a, a genuine need for this, um, drug, um, but for the day-to-day person, um, this as a, as a Christian, this is where I have a problem. And so my experience with marijuana is it was, um, marijuana is a depressant. And so I, I don't, understand how marijuana helps people with depression. Um, I know for me, uh, when I was in my high school years doing drugs and alcohol, I much more liked drinking um, for the fact that it it was a pick-me-up. It was, you know, I got a little crazy, got a little stupid. With marijuana, for me, I would become very introspective very um, chilled out, quiet. I would listen to the music. I'd stare at the screen. I'd um, drive. (laughs) Uh, That was kind of scary. And in fact, there were times, I, I can honestly remember some of the most scariest times in my life that fear gripped me were times where I was on marijuana. And and so I know that marijuana has a different effect on everybody um, and the different strands can have a different effect on people, whatever type of, you know, take a sativa and it, it, you know, helps you go to sleep. 
you know, so somebody who has insomnia and can't go to sleep, they smoke this sativa and boom, they go to sleep. Um, it's funny, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, um, this, uh, specifically this episode, I, I sought him out. I don't usually listen to him, but this episode, it was called The Pot Debate, and it was about uh, this medical doctor in Canada who, you know, prescribes cannabis, and that's kind of his main forte, and um, this author, Alex Bernstein, who wrote a book, you know, tell your children, um, something, something like that, tell your children about the effects of marijuana, uh, violence, psychosis, kind of was like the, the caption. What's funny is the, the interview you would think, because Joe Rogan is actually very pro weed, um, that it was, uh, going to be very lopsided, but it was actually pretty, um, well-balanced, I would say, because Joe, in his life, he had ex- he's had friends who've had experiences that helped kind of like, wait a second, maybe this marijuana isn't as, maybe it isn't as safe as we think it is, and it might not be for everybody. Um, he had friends who went psychotic, um, he had friends that, you know, took an edible and found themselves high for 14 straight days. Um, and I can guarantee you when you're high for 14 straight days, uh, there's moments when you want it to stop. Now, if you're a frequent uh, frequent user of marijuana and you, that's how you just want to wake and bake and, and you might like that, that but... Um, especially when it comes to these edibles, which is, it's kind of like, it's pretty much, it's the oil and it's, it's far more potent, um, uh, psychoactive effects on you. I mean, hallucinations, um, just trippy, trippy effects that it can have on you stronger, longer. Um, so, what is a Christian? So, I guess the the question is is for medical reasons, should a Christian ever take marijuana? Um, possibly. Um, the Bible is not super clear. The Bible does say that we should be sober minded. Um, you know, some people will say. What is sober-minded? Well, it means that you you uh, have your wits about you, that you have a, a clear mind. Your your conscience can think clearly. That you can um, react normally. Um, when you're smoking weed, you cannot do those things. You your senses are dulled. Your reactions are delayed. Um, you're, you're seeing, hearing, feeling things differently than you would in a normal state. That's kind of why it's like, you know, weed's legal, but guess what? You can't drive with weed. You shouldn't operate heavy machinery with weed. Um, now, as a recreational, as a 
as a party favor, as a good time. The question I, I, I come back to is kind of what is going on in your life that you need to escape from? Now, you could be going through some, some stressful stuff. You just might want to let it off. But the thing that a lot of time, you know, so I've been listening to a lot of videos about Christians and weed. The thing that none of them seemed to address, which I thought was interesting, was the spiritual aspect of it. Now, I, I take that back. Um, there, and, and the reason I'm wanting to, the whole reason this whole topic came about was there is a pretty famous pastor that recently came out and he debuted a new website, uh, can, um, com, And my first reaction was, Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. This is just, this is too much. And, but I, I still want to hear what people say. And, and for, and for this gentleman, he wanted to have a conversation about it because he was experiencing, um, these migraines, these pains in his head that he could not get stopped. Um, he tried different things, and finally he he was he was reading about or saw um, a CNN special on weed, and he's like, "Let me just give it a try." And lo and behold, all of a sudden, I think he was using some kind of mint that. Um, mint or, or gum or something like that and all of a sudden it, it stopped his his brain pain his migraines um it, he also said that he, that he had experienced a uh, a time of worship that for him in a you know conservative baptist baptist background uh, he had never experienced worship in that way, so much so that he was lifting his hands, praising the Lord. And for you know, many Baptists, that's not, you don't raise your hands during worship. You're going to get escorted out of the building. Um, and so because of that interaction and because of the the benefits of, of just feeling freedom from the pain that he was experiencing. Like he wanted to open up a dialogue about this. And so he created the website, uh, christiancannabis.com. Um, now the fact that it's not just the fact that he is selling stuff on there, that to me sounds a little, um, I don't want to say I laugh at that. I'm like, okay, now you're going to make profit off of this. All right, cool. Um, to me, that's, it's just a little weird. Now, there are other types of drugs that people have claimed to have supernatural spiritual experiences. Um, you know, uh, peyote, um, LSD, um, the, what's that God, the God drug. And so there, there have... 
and you, you can never say you can't take anybody's experience away. If that's their experience, that's their experience. It's just like with my testimony and my story. I mean, there's things that I could tell you, and you know, and I could try and logic with you and reason with you and be like, oh yeah, all they do is confirm to me is why I believe in God, and and you can't take my story away. You could argue the Bible with me. You could argue its validity. You could argue. Um, Christianity is just man-made, like all those different things. But when you've actually had an experience with God, it changes everything. So, um, so now he had this experience while worshiping, and it's not the first time I've actually heard that. I've actually heard that from uh, another individual that I had spoke with, and he was telling him about um, smoking weed, you know. And, uh, and that like he worships with it. So here's the, here's, here's the thing that I would say, like, I don't see these videos oftentimes talking about the spirit realm, the spirit, uh, that we are a spirit being and we can open ourselves up to the spirit realm through marijuana. And so I had grown up in a Christian home, but I was not living as a Christian. I was doing a lot of non-Christian things, drinking, smoking, partying girls. Um, music I was listening to was uh, early 90s hip-hop. If you know anything about early 90s hip-hop, it was the Wild West of hip-hop. It was uh, guns blazing, just all-out triple x rated hip-hop um gangster rap as they call it you know the wu-tang um and so that's really that's kind of what i was also feeding my mind on hip-hop what did hip-hop celebrate hip-hop celebrated you know marijuana drinking selling drugs um that lifestyle so it wouldn't it wouldn't be a surprise to anybody that I was actually partaking in any of that. So back to what I was saying about the spiritual realm. Some of the most scary moments of my life were happened when I was on marijuana. Some of those trippy moments of my life happened when I was on marijuana. Marijuana is a psychoactive drug, the THC aspect of it, that will open your spirit up. To that things that are around you. Now, when these people, you know that I, that you know this pastor had shared about this, he said he he was listening to worship at the time and, and got carried away. Another person I spoke to said they were listening to worship. Now, I don't I don't doubt that for a second. I I actually think that they probably had a an experience that I've frequently have. In worship, as I lift my hands in worship and allow uh, myself to my spirit to get carried away, I guess you could say in worship at church with God. I don't even need it at church. I could be in my car, hands raised. Well, not hands raised. Um, worship at home. I can worship and experience that. But for a lot of Christians, they don't necessarily experience that. So when they experience it for the first time, it's kind of like happening you can have that without the drugs just so you know 
You don't need drugs to experience God's presence in your life like that. Um, so the spirit realm. So uh, what is Galatians um, 5.19? Paul says, So I say, uh, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Um, they are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Oh, I'm sorry, that was verse 16 through 18. 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, uh, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, the... Ooh, and then verse 24, this is good. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So we live by the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. The one that I want to point out is in verse 20, witchcraft. And so you think, oh, witchcraft, that's just, you know, sorcery and witches casting spells. That word witchcraft actually comes from the Greek word pharmakia. Pharmakia is where we get our word pharmacy, pharmaceuticals, drugs. So there is there's a reason that we're not to meant to as Christians dive into drugs in that way, like opening ourselves up going on vendors, mushrooms, acid, all types of drugs, meth, whatever. I don't care, care what, whatever drug is going to get you high. Your spirit is being opened up to the spirit realm. Now, if you open the door to the spirit realm, you allow spirits to come into your life. And I, and in those moments are not typically uh, good spirits coming into your life. Those moments that you open the door up in such a way, you actually, for the most part, are going to open yourselves up to a demon spirit, a spirit that can take hold because you're giving it an open door. You're opening up your spirit saying, it's wide open, come on in. Um and that's, that's the part that people don't realize. That's the part that people aren't thinking of when they think, oh, it's just a little boss. It's just I feel a little, little goosey-goosey. I had an anxiety. Now I'm nice. I'm mellow. Um, I know for a lot of people, they smoke weed, and they're not that at all. They're, they're paranoid. They're freaked out. They're like, <laughs> eyes batting back and forth. Like I said, weed... It, it has that effect differently on everybody. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is as a Christian, um, we are to be sober-minded. We are to, to walk in the spirit 
the Holy Spirit, um, not the things of this world, not the the acts of the flesh, which Paul says are obvious. And witchcraft is, you know, and I mean, if when you think about sorcery and witches and all that kind of stuff, like those things, they use potions and cast spells and do all that stuff. The occult, though, all those things, oftentimes they they partake in drugs to get themselves in a state to experience a spiritual realm. And and the reason I say and the reason I I, I was able to tie this together is just because of some of those experiences that I've had. I mean, literally, it's like when you smoke weed and you're listening to uh, music that has actually been inspired by marijuana, such as Cypress Hill, um, other different acts like that, you hear things differently in it. And, and you know, for a long time, Christians were like, oh, rock and roll is the devil's music. And, um, <sighs> in a lot of ways, they're, is a spirit behind that music and that spirit is now being opened up into your life when you listen to it and when you um especially when you smoke a marijuana and and i'm not i'm not trying to guilt anybody about the music they listen to um i listen to music you know at, um, that's not christian uh but i do try and I do try and be careful of what I'm listening to. Um, what is the message behind it? Is this, you know, is this pulling my spirit down? Is this lifting my spirit up? Um, is this just some fun music that I'm listening to? Um, am I now depressed after having listened to said music um, by the spirit? <laughs> That, those are all questions you need to ask yourself. You know, if you're some person that suffers from depression and is always sad, uh, what kind of music are you listening to? Are you listening to sad, sad, depressing music? Um, if so, stop. It, uh, you're feeding it. You're allowing it to grow in your life. <clears throat> and so... Um, the whole topic, Christians, marijuana, my, my side of it is this, is that if you are a Christian, the only spirit that you should be opening yourself up to is the Holy Spirit. And when you, when you smoke and you open the door and you allow the spirit, the spirit realm to, you know, you're at a party, guess what? You're at a party with drugs and alcohol, I guarantee you there's not a lot of Holy Spirits in that place. There's not a lot of, uh, um, there's a lot of darkness that is going to be entering into your life the moment you continue to open yourself up in that way. And as far as the medical aspect of it, like I do believe God gave us this plant. Um, I do believe it has medicinal purposes. I do believe you can use CBD oil um, to help you in some of that regard. Um, that's the non-psychoactive part of uh, marijuana. I mean, the hemp 
which is kind of a strain of marijuana. I mean, you're making clothes, shoes, um, purses. You're doing eating the seeds, which are, you know, hemp seeds, which are actually good for you. You know, I don't, I think my wife has them in the fridge. Those are non-psychoactive parts, you know, hemp, like all that is beneficial. All that is, is what Cypress Hill was saying is like, I've given you every seed bearing plant and herb to use. Um, but we can't get it twisted. We can't get it confused. It can't be the misused. The other part of it is, is that are we being responsible all right. I I don't even honestly, you know, I have no idea what weed costs these days. I know what it cost back in the day for a dime bag, a dime bag, which was, you know, uh, a dime bag would probably be about two joints it cost you ten dollars. Right. A nickel was five dollars. I was like one joint. I don't even know if prices have changed dramatically or but if you if if it's gone up even a little, you got to ask yourself the, the, the financial responsibility of uh, how much this could be, this habit could be costing you in your life. <laughs> if anything, do it, for, do it for that. If you don't want to see your money go out the door. I was listening to one video and, and he was talking about, he was talking to this couple and they were, they were at a meeting about financial, um, they were trying to get their finances order and get out of debt. And then they were t asking him questions about weed. And then he said, well, how much, you know, would you say you spend in a month on this, on weed? And they're like, probably about 1500 1800 a month. My jaw dropped. I kid you not. Are you, are you kidding me? 1500 a month? Yeah, that's a that's a small apartment, and that's what you're paying in weed, and you wonder why you're in debt. Man, get some Holy Spirit in your life and quit the weed because you are gonna be uh, filing for bankruptcy quicker than you can imagine if you're spending fifteen hundred dollars a month in on weed. Um, there's there's a better way, and you know, and I'm not saying. Uh, here, here's the other part of it too, is I believe there's a God, the God I serve, the God I love, the God I follow is a God that heals, a God that can redeem, a God that can restore. Um, and too often we go to medical doctors and drugs and every, all this stuff that is just trying to be shoved down our throats because it makes them money. And when God's like, why didn't you just come to me? I could have brought the healing in your life. <laughs> he, his word says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So don't be, um, don't be so quick to jump on these, to get prescribed a drug that you're going to have to deal with in your life and all the side effects. I don't know if you've ever seen a drug commercial on TV. The side effects far outweigh the, the potential thing that you could be facing. Um, but, you know, people will, for sometimes for that relief, they're willing to forego all of it. Just they'll take, oh, I'll take these other side effects so I don't have to have this. I don't, you don't even have to live like that. You don't have to live like that. Our God is a healer and he can heal you and he can restore you and he can 
bring what you need before before any type of drug, before marijuana, before anything else. So that's kind of that's kind of what I just wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, as a Christian who has smoked weed, this is this is a, for me. It's a dangerous ground, and anytime the world is screaming for it wanting it, desiring it, a Christian should be, wait a second, what if, if, if the world wants this, if the world is screaming for this, if the, if the world is wanting to, to murder babies, if the world is wanting to legalize, you know, gay marriage, if the world is wanting to do all these things that we know don't align with our values, don't align with the word of God, we need to stop and stand back and say, wait a second. Okay, just because this is legal does not mean this is for me. There are a lot of things that are legal that we know are sin, that we are know as a Christian that they're just not for us. Um you know, and and it's like I, it's funny because <clears throat> the thought had came to me about um, you know even those experiences where they they said, man, I had this experience with God while I was smoking weed. Um, we can sometimes fool ourselves. You know, I had a pastor that as when I was growing up as a young kid. Um, and this is before I kind of went off the rails, that he left his wife, he cheated on his wife, left his wife, divorced her, and then went on down the road to start another church. There's a confusion in your head when you think that that somehow that you can do that, that you can... You can you can still have experience in favor of God on your life when you willingly, knowingly um, have gone against what he's wanted. And that's not to say that there isn't grace or there isn't God's redemption for you if you've experienced a divorce. But this pastor, and he was a really good family friend, it, it was delusion what he did. I mean, he, he left his family. He left his kids um, for just this other woman. And it was, it was I, I, and I don't know if he was, you know, like I said, I was a kid. I don't know if he was like, God wants me to be with this woman. Um, but I just know he did. He left his wife, divorced her. She went on to pastor the church. And we can fool ourselves and that's why you can't go based on your feelings you go based on the word of god god god's word says to be sober minded god's word says to not uh, you know partake of the acts of the flesh to not indulge in these things the drunkenness the orgies the idolatry the witchcraft and it's not just cuz god's the big killjoy in the sky it's cuz he knows the road those things will lead you to is death. And God came to bring life and life more abundantly for you. 
He loves you. And, and all those other things are just a mask for, for, for whatever pain or fear or anxiety you're facing in your life. They're all, it's all a mask. And the reality is, is if you want all those things, all those needs can be met in your life through our Heavenly Father. So Christians, let's, let's stay on this. Let's not lose sight of what the world around us is doing. And, and this is not to condemn, once again. This is not casting judgment. If you're a non-Christian and you've listened through this whole episode, um, I love you. I know that God has something for you. I know that he wants to have a relationship with you. I know that he wants to change your life. And it starts with one simple prayer. Jesus, come into my heart and into my life. Be my Lord. And so you can have that and get on the journey that you actually were created for. And so... That's all I have for you today on the Part of the Noise podcast. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, you can leave me comments. Um, be nice, though, as I always say. <laughs> but, uh, guys, have an awesome week. Uh, sorry this episode was a day late. Um the, the new day that I'm, I'm planning on launching these episodes is on Wednesday, but with a holiday and, and different things, I just kind of it got away from me. I'm sorry. Forgive me if you kind of were twiddling your thumbs like, really? Really? Is it going to release it? Is it going to release it? All right. I love you guys. Have a good one. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Part of the Noise podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at Part of the Noise Podcast. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review us. It helps us get noticed by others. I'm Scotty Hughes, and we'll see you next time.